0: Good morning, everyone. I'm changing things up. My name's Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brennan McCullough, and this is Almost Better Than Silence. Uh, It's November 11th. Uh, Eight years ago, Skyrim came out. How are you doing, Brennan?
1: What? What is this morning? (laughs) What is this like in gaming history? Uh, Don't you remember
0: 11, 11, 11? It was a historic day.
1: Never forget. No. All the people that died. (laughs) Uh, oh, no, I don't. Waiting in remember. line for Skyrim.
0: <laughs> I, I dude, it was very. I don't know. I was in college and everyone was freaking out, and it was just like an easy date to recall.
1: I, it was very easy for me because I didn't play Skyrim until like a good two years after. So.
0: Oh damn, that's a shame. Well, and the only reason <laughs> I played it was because somebody was uh, getting it illegally. So.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, it's just I'm I'm not typically want to get the newest game as evidenced by me playing games from, you know, fucking eight years ago, just now. So, yeah, I'm not, I was never up to date on games, even like Skyrim.
0: Yeah, don't torrent games, folks. Uh, This is an episode, let's start it off. Uh, What's our catchphrase? You never know what to expect. It's a video game podcast, but I don't have much video games to talk about this week. Um, In fact, let's maybe do a little bit of life updates before we dive into what we've been playing. Uh, Is there anything you want to chat about?
1: It's on, stuff's on fire again. Just like all of it's on fire again. Well, I figured uh, it
0: was still burning.
1: We got, we got most of them, but then the Warner Bro- there was like a brush fire that started up by the Warner Brothers studio, like right down the street from me, like three hours ago or so. Um, and I had to drop my car off and get that fixed again. Cause fuck, pet boys. I'll say that. Um, so yeah, when I was like going to drop my car off and going to pick it up, I was like looking over and there's just a pillar of smoke. I was like, huh. Wonder what that's all about.
0: I wonder if it was Yakko, Wacko, and Dot.
1: <laughs> they uh, they want to drum up publicity for their uh, the reboot of the Animaniacs show, so uh, they committed arson. It's uh, <laughs> it's nuts. It's this ain't your daddy's uh, the Warner Brothers and Warner sister. It's is a new hard edgy one who burned down the water tower. No,
0: actually, we all know it was Rachel Amber.
1: Rachel Amber, oh yeah. I was like, "Who the fuck?" Before is the storm, uh, like Strange, I'm a nerd. I'm not as much of a fan of that series as you are. Oh, I love I that liked, game. It was I good. I mostly because I believe Rachel Amber is just an unredeemable and unimportant character.
0: <laughs> yeah, she sucks.
1: She's she's the fucking MacGuffin in personified. Um, yeah, car shit sucks. Job shit sucks. City shit sucks uh
0: shit sucks i wish i could name that episode this episode
1: <laughs> guess what it's fucked uh i started working on my D one shot again so oh, maybe congrats. i'll eventually work on finish that and do that so that's about the most going on in my life
0: okay that's cool uh is it gonna be almost better than dragon season no three? no i'm kidding i know still
1: not <laughs> of course still not no. Um, as for me, though, I've had some pretty
0: cool things going on. In fact, as of today, this is the most exciting thing going on. We just got approved to adopt another cat, and this Uh-oh. one is a five-year-old female. It's a real sad situation, this guy. Um Yeah, man, way to start off the show with bummers, but this guy. <laughs> it's
1: not me this time.
0: Uh, he's a father, an older man, uh, had three cats and his son just like tragically had some kind of medical issue where he had to move home. And on top of all of the like medications and like other expenses that he has to now have, uh, his son happens to be allergic to cats. So the cats that he's been living with for the past, like, I don't know, four or five years, he now had to, uh, return to like, a. A shelter and they're trying to find them a new home. So one of those cats we really connected with and we feel like it, it could be a good match, but it's going to be a whole thing like introducing them to one another. We were told to like start really slow, have one cat in one room and uh, get them at least uh, comfortable with eating and stuff before you uh, introduce them. So yeah. hopefully that all goes smoothly. And I, I have a feeling since this new cat is so gentle and uh, I don't know, I, I just think reggie should uh be welcoming and not an asshole but she did say it's not unfamiliar for them to like hiss at one another at first because it's just like a whole territorial thing but they'll get used to one another
1: yeah you gotta get them like used to each other's smells before they see them and stuff and yeah uh, i think maybe like an each difference and maybe the male and female thing will come into play but like yeah it's it's always a crab bag. I've had cats and we introduce them to each other and they just hit it off right away. And then we've had other cats that just hate each other and like never got along.
0: Right. And I feel like so. that's with people too. So it really just comes yeah. down to their individual personalities. And I know Reggie's chill and this new cat seems very relaxed and just wants some love and is very stressed and in, in a unfamiliar place for m- the past few weeks. So I'm really looking forward to bringing her home. Yeah. So that's exciting. And that's what I mean. We were considering names now. She's like a, mix of a tortoise and a calico so she's got some really cool colors and she's just beautiful um but her name at the shelter is saki and we're thinking of changing (laughs) it to sophie so it's not too much of a difference for her and she'll maybe recognize it and it's uh for me personally it's a sophie's floorboard reference which is a a online blog for like uh, the best screamo and all all sorts of genres of music, actually, uh, check it out. There's actually tons of illegal downloads there. So if you're like, oh, I need to beef up my personal collection, check out Sophie's Floorboard. It's been going for, I want to say, like a decade. It's a huge resource.
1: That's a very specific thing to name your cat after.
0: Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I'm a weird-ass DIY musician guy. And that kind of segues into this next thing. All right. I... I am a record collector and have been for a while now, years and years. And when I first started out, the reason I did it was because of one band particularly, and they're called State Faults. They're from California. They're fucking incredible screamo. They have just released their latest album, Clairvoyant, this year. And, but there was a few years where they were like on hiatus doing another band and stuff. And I was like always thinking to myself, like, I idolize this band. I've collected every single variant of every record they've ever produced or any like album they've ever like on a compilation they've appeared on. If it was put on vinyl, I have the test pressing. I have every color variant. I'm just a, a psychopath when it comes to like obsessing over collecting their material. So I have literally every variant of all the vinyl they have and every cassette they've ever put out. And I like, I catalog this stuff on my Instagram, so might as well plug it here at Doug Appreciates Music. And over in doing so, I, they're not the only band I do this for, but they're the one that I f- have finally completed a collection of, and it's actually insane. Um, but there's some other wow. bands that I've done that for, and uh, I always end up interacting with them, and it's just like so uh, flattering that. To when I finally get to meet these people. So for instance, I think I brought up on the show earlier this year, uh, the Italian screamo band Shizune came overseas and I do the same thing for them. And when I finally got to see them perform in Philadelphia, I was just hanging out in the bar beforehand and these Italian guys just walk up to me. They're like, Douglas and I was like yeah that's me and they know me because I collect their music and it was just because we had interacted before and actually they had sent me some lyrics that were in English asking me like does this make sense and do you think this is cool because they wanted like an American's insight on like English lyrics because they write in four different languages so they're all over the place so I'm just a super fan of them they actually sent me a number one copy out of like a hundred it's like all of them were numbered out of a hundred and like so it was just I don't know I have incredible interactions with bands like that in the past. And then it just happened again last night. I got to see State Faults. I've been wanting to for nearly a decade now. And they came to Philadelphia, if I'm not mistaken, for the first time with a stacked lineup. I literally went into it blind because I didn't know any of these other bands, but the band Gatherers and the band Taken blew me away I, I it was just unbelievable I literally bought both of the records I was like I need to support these guys I'm a huge fan of what they're doing the band Taken actually has been in the game since like 2004 and took a long hiatus off the vocalist even said "Who's like I'm like 39 but it's really important that you continue to do creative stuff and like build uh, DIY communities and all like it was just an incredible show environment but seeing State Faults was like one for the bucket list but it was crazy because yeah I ended up meeting them and they were like I was like, yeah, I'm that crazy guy that collects records. He's like, Douglas? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so it was just funny that it happened again. And then what ended up happening was they're playing their last song of their set. Like, we've been screaming at each other the whole night because it was, like, such a great show. And it, in the middle, like, at the very, towards the end of the song, he says to the audience, he's like, this set goes out to Douglas or something. And he was like, we love you. <laughs> and <I> was like was <laughs> It literally, like, changed my life I was just like just so heartwarmed and just like honored I'm like I love you man and after <laughs> they got off stage like we hugged and stuff I was just like this is unreal so the magic of music and the, like the community it brings together and like I don't know all of my collecting paying off leading up to that moment it was just I don't know a crazy experience in my life and I thought I'd share it on the show even though it's completely not video game related I, I run a record label I have to share some of this shit with you guys
1: <laughs> it's, it's you have to talk about it because it's what's occupying your time besides yes, other video than games, big games. <laughs> yeah for sure
0: that's the, like the, re- the god's honest truth
1: it's like i'm doing stuff outside like a video game that's why i can't talk about video games unlike me where it's just like i pff, <laughs> no, I, I have no excuse
0: it's fair <laughs> well no you don't want to catch fire that's understandable
1: yeah sure <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that was just epic
1: i had a friend asking, like if you were that close to the fire like if it was like you know, blocking your way to work, you'd have to call out, right? I was like, yeah, but I'd probably stay here. If it's a chance of going to work or burning to death, I'd take burning to death. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that sounds incredible. It
0: was. Uh, I told the drummer, I was like, that was like a religious experience seeing you drum for the first time because he's incredible. It's This is just an elaborate plug to check out State Faults. They're amazing. <laughs> they're my favorite band. Oh my God, they're so good. But I guess we can kind of transition in the games we've been playing. Uh, how about you? What have you been up to?
1: Uh, played a few board games the other night, not video games, because uh me and my friends did the annual. Well, I watch it annually. I guess we're gonna start watching it together annually. uh over the Garden Wall, because tis the season for nice Halloween, Thanksgiving, as stuff. And uh, once again, I know I've talked about it before. If you haven't watched Over the Garden Wall, fucking watch it. It's so good. It's like a perfect mini series. It's ten episodes, like eleven minute, eleven twelve minutes long each episode. So it's an easy watch.
0: Where is that accessible, if if you know offhand? It's cool uh, if you don't.
1: I know you can buy the DVDs. That's what I got. Um, but okay. I know it's on Hulu as well. I'm not sure if it's nice. anywhere else, but it's a Cartoon Network show, so it's uh, on Hulu. But, like, holy... Cr- it's one of my favorites of all time, and I. it's the only thing I actually watch annually. I don't have any other, like, annual traditions like of stuff to watch, except for that one, because it's so quick and just so good. And God damn it. So, we were... We were going to play board games while watching that in the background. We got maybe one game through, and then we're just like, no, nah, let's just watch this. And got sucked back into it again. Nice. Um, so I was playing Carcassonne, which is like a map-building game, if you've ever played it. Um,
0: no, actually.
1: It, I've heard it before, so I don't know how popular. It might be one of those things where it's like, oh, it's super popular, and I just didn't know it. Um, but basically, you just build a river with tiles, and you, you, know, you just pull a tile, and whichever one you get, you just place it down the river. And then you you take other tiles and build off of those rivers. So you'll have a river and it'll go over or go under a road and I'll create a bridge. So then if you draw a tile and it's on another road tile, you have to put it on the road tile. And then whatever, whatever thing you put down, you can claim with a character. And some tiles have different stuff where it's like, it's a road and a city or a road and a church. And like, you know, they have different aspects to it. Uh, So you claim them and each one of those elements has a different like win uh, requirement. Uh, so a road, you just have to complete with two endpoints. Uh, a church or a garden, you have to circle completely with other tiles. A city, you just have to complete the city walls uh, and stuff like that. And uh, when you complete them, you get points and uh, stuff like that. It's real it's real neat and just like real simple once you know the rules. So we were able to play it while half watching the show um, So because it doesn't take much thought. And uh, in a lot of ways, your hands are tied where you're just like, oh, I, I can't do anything. I have to do this. Uh, so you don't have to think too hard. Uh, so it's a good good game to play while you know having something on in the background. Nice. Um, and then besides that, what else do I got going on? Uh, oh, I beat uh, Sender S-
0: I remember you struggled with Sundered. that pronunciation before. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, it's I- a weird one.
1: I don't know if it's just a word I don't know or if it's actually, like, a fictional word that, like, no one's spoken before. <laughs> um, so, I beat that. I beat that, like, probably quickly after our last recording because I beat it last weekend. And, g- god damn, fucking so good. Like, it's not $5 anymore or $6 like it was on sale. But uh, still highly recommend it. If you just like a Castlevania or, like, Metroidvania side-scrolling, like, art uh, roguelike, just rock-solid game. And I would say the maybe criticism I had of it was there was real no punishment for dying except for backtracking. So you would just have to walk all the way back to where you were before. Besides that, there was real no penalty. It's not like you had like less health or you lost some of your currency or upgrade points or anything. It really was just like, you got to go back. And um, certain areas had quick travel stuff, but most didn't so and like certain abilities like you know like a good met- uh, metroid game certain abilities unlock shortcuts and stuff oh so totally if you had that ability you could get shortcuts so it's not as big of a backtrack but certain abilities you didn't get to different regions and stuff um but like just real good and like the story's interesting but subtle like it doesn't force it down your throat you kind of have to like you can pick up the pieces of it as you go it's not like dark souls where you have to go out of your way to figure out what the story is um but like you could be just you know kind of glazed over really not paying attention and be fine you don't need to know the story but it's like pretty interesting if you piece it together and it's just like real neat of this like future society and then like you get to corrupt it gets corrupted it's it's you know People invade an area that's, like, all crystalline, and magical, and then they invade with technology, and then the magical nature, like, fights back, and, like, both sides just get corrupt and fucking mutated as hell. And just, like, beautiful artwork and just solid game. Like, I think it's Thunder Lotus is the studio who did Yoten fucking knocked it out of the park again. Just, like, real good, real smooth. Feels great to play. Definitely. Uh, so I can't sing the praises of that enough. And uh, the other game I've been playing is uh, Binding of Isaac. I relapsed. But uh, hey, uh, moving on.
0: Um, uh, fair enough. Uh, that's hilarious. We are really going back to our roots.
1: I just, I really needed just like, I got the roguelike, you know, bite after uh, Sundred, uh, Sundred. Um So I'm just like, I just, I need to play a few rounds of that again. And like, I, I got to install it today. I've, I've been wasting too much time on it already. <laughs> in, in two days, I've already spent too much time in it.
0: Well, so, you recognize that. Um, yeah. it's funny. I don't have any games I've been playing. I'm, it's, I really am intending on playing some Prey as soon as we get off the call. So that doesn't help me at all. But there are some other games that I have played in the past that I want to bring up that I really want to revisit because I had so much fun with them. Um, one of them being Axiom Verge. You were talking about Castlevania oh, yeah. slash like Metroid stuff. Like, goddamn, Axiom Verge was an incredible game and I, I haven't played it. Since that first playthrough, and man, I would like to revisit it and I don't know, play it on PS4 maybe this time and stream it. Oh, neat. Actually, yeah, I think I was streaming that back in the day, but I just happened to be yeah. playing it on Steam. God, I buy games too many times.
1: <laughs> you buy it just because you switched, like you were on Steam, like PC and Steam for a bit, and then are now primarily PS4. AJ just buys them on every console known to man for yeah. f- fucking no reason.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, that's true. That's funny. Um, so
1: at least you got an excuse.
0: But there is some. There is one game that's making me want to kind of get back into Steam and PC and I guess I'll use my laptop because it's probably more powerful than my gaming PC at this point but uh, Ori and the Blind Forest was an incredible experience I did stream that there was some really like climactic moments I loved the whole experience but Ori and the Will of the Wisps is coming out in February 11th of 2020 so I'm really looking forward to that but it is an Xbox uh, exclusive but also since it's Xbox it's going to be available on Windows 10 or whatever that means so I'm guessing I'll be able to get it on Steam.
1: Hopefully. Uh, j- like, with all the Epic Game Store stuff, like, just because it's on PC doesn't mean it's you know, universal. It might be, like, right. the Microsoft Windows Store, because there's a few games <sighs> like that. Like, my favorite, Bulletstorm. Oh, okay. I had to make an account through, like, Windows, like, Microsoft Gaming Store, or whatever, and it's the only game I had for that service, and it's such a pain in the dick to use, and it just definitely colored my opinion of it right away i was like this game's better be fucking worth it it wasn't it sucked the game's fucking garbage
0: see but that's the problem Orion the will of the wisps like i am 100 percent and i will do whatever i have to t- do to play this game i won't buy an xbox that's for fucking sure but-
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not that far but you'll <laughs> sign up for a free account
0: but i won't do that <laughs> um but yeah, so Axiom Verge and Ori the Blind Forest were two games that I had streamed way early in the podcast and it just makes me think like, man, those games are incredible. I want to replay them.
1: History repeats itself.
0: Yep, here we are.
1: We, we like uh, our comfort zones. Goddamn it.
0: <laughs> Maybe we can discuss if there's anything going on in the news lately. I really have been out of the loop. Do you have have any news topics?
1: Uh sure. I mean, speaking of games, uh, games I haven't played yet but I would sure like to. Um After Party is a game that just came out from Night School Studios, and that's the same studio that did Oxenfree, which I fucking love. So uh, Oxenfree was like kind of a cool, like weird sci-fi, just like, you know, teen explorer game where you're just like looking around this island and finding weird, like electronic ghost shit. uh, Yeah. Putting together a mystery. Uh, After Party is a little different. Uh, It's basically two college kids uh, get so drunk and die they go to hell and try to get escape from hell by drinking demons under the table and like beating them in drinking games. Oh, so, wow. It's a little different thematically, but, uh, it still has like a lot of the same mechanics, like the choice, uh, base. And there's like little, um uh, mini games or little events you have to play in different areas and stuff. So I already love Oxenfree enough that I already try and, you know, love how they did the game. And, um, in Oxford Freak, they did stuff that you really can only do in a video game. I, I still don't want to spoil it even after all this time, but like, there were certain elements that made me just be like, fucking, yo! Because like, you can't do that in any other medium. Yeah. So, uh, just, I trust them with how they utilize games and like really take advantage of them. So, it already has me uh, invested enough right away. Uh, I can't imagine it's going to be a full price, I think it's like 20 bucks on Switch and consoles right now. And then it's going to be released on PC a little later, so I might get it just for Switch if I just if I can't wait.
0: Hell yeah, dude! Oh, I'm really glad you brought this one up. I'm watching the trailer right now. The characters are so cute. The art direction is incredible. Uh, yeah. A lot of really good reviews. Uh, it looks really funny too. I like how they like intertwine the comedy uh, moments throughout it all.
1: Yeah, even in Oxenfree, which was like a bit more serious, they had some good comedic moments and stuff. So, uh, sh- a game that is primarily like comedy, I I trust them with that. Just the colors are beautiful, and um, coincidentally, uh, one of the main characters, Milo, uh, I just had uh, his voice actor on. Are we there yet? To oh, watch Pokemon?
0: Nice plug it. What which episode?
1: The Pokemon episode. Oh Jesus. Because he's also, um, the trainer in one of the Pokemon games that came out recently. No way. Exactly. His name is Koi Dao. And let me fluff time to see if I can get a name. Uh, Pokemon Masters. Okay. Which I believe was that Pokemon mobile game that came out not too long ago.
0: Yeah. That's ringing a bell.
1: Yeah. I don't know how good it is. I'm guessing not great because no one's talking about it still. Uh. But yeah so I mean, he, if it's
0: competing with go, that's tough,
1: yeah. So he was uh, I believe like the main protagonist for Pokemon Masters. and then he's also the main protagonist in after party. So
0: yeah, well, while we're on a Pokemon uh, subject, I do want to uh, bring up this app that's free on I'm pretty sure Android and iOS. It's just called Pokemon TV. And it's literally just all the episodes of Pokemon for free. I was like, holy what? fuck. <laughs> I, I know. I was like, is this a, allowed? I think it's There's
1: like, a gimmick here somewhere. <laughs> I don't
0: know. It seems legit. And I was uh, watching some of it. I was like, all right, I'm going to have to get down with some Pokemon and go down nostalgia lane. Uh, but an- anyway, before I derail all of this, after party, one word, all one word. Uh, no, it's not game or no game. Uh, it <laughs> looks really cool. And I'm glad you're bringing it up. 20 bucks is definitely uh, a good price for it.
1: Oh, easily.
0: Yeah, that's so, what I mean. Like, yeah, that's an easy it. buy. Cool.
1: Yeah, Pokemon. Uh, yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> With and uh, Sword are we Shield there Classroom. yet? It's a good show. Are we? Thank you. Um. Yeah, Sword and Shield's coming out next week, I believe. Holy I mean, I, shit! I, I already was recording this. Yeah. Fuck! So, I
0: gotta save money.
1: <laughs> that'll be a full sixty. So yeah, you gotta be prepared for that, and. Uh, if anyone hasn't kept up with it, I don't blame you. There's a lot of Pokemon uh, show, and not a lot of it's great. I just rewatched some of the old episodes. It's... Woo! Well, now um, you can keep
0: up with it with Pokemon <laughs> TV.
1: Hashtag sponsored. Uh, no, but the new, or, like, the latest series, uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon, the anime, apparently is really good, and, like, they've really changed up, like, some of the style and, like, the writing and comedic elements of it, and, like... I've just seen clips, but I'm already like, wow, this is Leaves and Bounds better than the old anime was. So uh, if you don't feel like getting the game itself, but want to relive Pokemon a bit, maybe check out the Pokemon Sun and Moon anime. It's pretty good from what I've seen. And it's the one, you know, spoiler, it's the one where Ash actually wins a Pokemon League. So
0: totally. Oh, man, I got to see that. Yeah. Also, if you were in my shoes, which would you prefer i'm i'm like it's my birthday coming up and i'm gonna ask my wife i almost called her my fiance i'm like jeez yeah. what what time is it
1: <laughs> you, get, um, you get so you're calling calling him your girlfriend and then it's like all right i gotta train myself to do fiance <laughs> but that's only <laughs> for a few months and it's like i gotta train myself again
0: and it's like now my wife, my wife. Uh, had, god damn it uh i was gonna ask her for a game and she, currently i think she was considering getting me code Vein, but now i'm almost saying what if i hold off for Pokemon's pokemon sword and shield <laughs>
1: Get Another uh, week out of it. Um, I would say Pokemon will probably be like, like guaranteed more time because you just grind in it, right? And like you, you know, hunt down your favorite Pokemon, which will take time and stuff. Um,
0: and then maybe Code Vein for Christmas or something, and I'll just uh, yeah get it get it on sale because
1: Pokemon's not going to go on sale anytime soon.
0: That's a good Co- point.
1: Code Vein might go on like a Christmas sale, and probably like knock off like ten or twenty bucks. So. Yeah, I that think that's be a, a good buy.
0: call. I'm gonna have to let her know about that. And thanks for bringing that up because yeah, I knew it was coming out soon, but it wasn't really on my radar. And that's one I definitely want to play.
1: Yeah, you gotta uh, definitely look up which Pokemon are exclusive to which one. Because oh my god, I'm gonna suck. play Sobble. <laughs> oh boy, if, we've talked about the leaks, did we? Or did we not?
0: Um, yeah, uh, maybe. Uh, go ahead, elaborate a little bit.
1: There's been a few leaks so far, and I mean, you know, quote leaks, leaks. Um, so you know, who knows? Your if favorite, it's just, yeah, starting up publicity form or not. Um, but there's been a recent round of leaks where it's uh potentially leaking the f- uh, later evolutions of the starter Pokemon of Grookey, of Scorbunny, and of Sawol. So those are the big ones people are wanting. are like, what did they turn into? So they leaked uh, some of the fine, or yeah, some of the later stages of the starters, and um, people are not happy <laughs> if those leaks are true. Score bunnies is not great. Sobble's looks like a weird sexual gex from like, you know, the 90s or early 2000s game Gex, voiced by Dana Gold. Um, so that one's kind of unsettling. And then Grookey is just like a big old grass gorilla with like a drum. And it's like, all right, I can get behind that. So if these leaks are true, <laughs> some people are not thrilled in that. Uh, Yamper is, like, the little electric corgi, which I'm all behind. He's got an evolutionary form, which just turns into, like, a Doberman sort of thing. It's like, oh, no, give me that fat corg. The whole point of a corgi is it's fat and round and short.
0: Oh, for sure.
1: So, uh, and then with the exclusives, it looks like we got a few, like, the Lavatar line, the Dean, I mean, there's so many, like, we probably don't even know, the Jenga Line is in the shield. We don't know what that is. Gumi. Uh, yeah, it probably won't matter which ones. But Surfetch, the Farfetch evolution, is only in Sword. And the Ponyta exclusive, like the region exclusive where it's a unicorn, is only in Shield. Okay. So you got to watch out for those ones like those that you actually might want.
0: For sure. Yeah, I'm going to have to research that a little bit before I make my decision.
1: Oh, and Drampy, or Drampa, the dragon grandpa.
0: God damn it.
1: I fucking hate that thing. That's an actual Pokemon. That one's not a joke.
0: That sucks.
1: (laughs) The Pokedex says, like, it'll make friends with its trainer, and if its trainer's getting bullied, it'll go to the bully's house and burn it down. It's like, fucking Drampa,
0: chill. More like Trogdor.
1: (laughs) So... Uh, Yeah, Pokemon Sword and Shield, it's a mixed bag. There's like a hashtag, thank you Game Freak on uh, Twitter to try and like tell people like, hey, we like Game Freak, they're doing okay, we appreciate their hard work. Because so many people have just been so against the new Pokemon of like them cutting the national Pokedex and some of the evolutionary choices and designs and stuff. So there's been a lot of back and forth over Sword and Shield in general. So you want to keep an eye on see what the difference are for those and, you know, if it's worth the purchase. For sure. Plus, you get that big old coffin that looks like a bomb. Hell
0: Weezing. yeah. <laughs> so, Galarian wheezing.
1: That's always worth it. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, Planet Zoo. Planet Zoo is what we talked about before. That just came out. That's like 45 I think. So, not full price, but uh, still up there.
0: Oh, shit. I think I remember that game.
1: Yeah, it's basically like, you know, there was Planet Coaster, which was like the team of Roll Coaster Tycoon, after they left the company, they went and started making their own game, because yeah. Coaster Tycoon series went to shit, uh, but Planet Coaster's really good, and, like, super in-depth. Uh, this is kind of a spin-off of that, so it's the zoo, instead. And, uh, looks pretty good, but from what I've heard, it's like, eh, maybe wait for a few patches, maybe, maybe wait for them to buff out the bugs uh, after launch, and then uh, Yeah, it does
0: seem it. like an ambitious game, but, uh, so far on Steam, 4,800 reviews, and it's got very positive. So that's good.
1: Uh, overall, it's getting like pretty good reviews, but I have seen a few, a few different ones that are saying like, "Hey, every now and then the zookeeper, like AI's, like the employees that you uh, have to take care of your zoo, just kind of bug out and don't do anything ever." So it's like, "Oh," and it's you know different versus a roller coaster park or a theme park where it's like, "Oh, you need people to repair it. If they don't repair it, it just you know doesn't get repaired." In a zoo, if your zookeepers don't do their jobs, like, animals die. So yeah. It's, like, it's kind of a bigger deal. So, um, I've heard good things, but I've also heard, like, eh, it's a little rough uh, right at launch. So, maybe, maybe hold off on that or keep that on the wish list for, like, a sale or something. But I definitely remember dumping hours into those Zoo Tycoon games.
0: Yeah, this one's fucking beautiful. Oh, man, I would get lost in this.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Like, if you're someone who likes making, like, miniatures and like customizing your park like exactly how you want to this is the game you can do so much with it it's not just like you know buy the panda exhibit and it's like a pre-built one and you can't change anything like you customize the hell out of it
0: so oh, and the the animals are so adorable the people uh, <laughs> look really shitty but whatever
1: <laughs> you're not there for the people though no that's true yeah they're, yeah there's like a cartoonish style to them which I mean, that probably makes it easier on the game. You don't have to have like hyper realistic humans yeah. taking up bandwidth or taking up, you know, RAM. So, uh, what else is going on? <laughs> like we said, we haven't been playing much, so we're going to do some fluff. Yep. Do some news. Uh, Rick and Morty season four starting, I think, tomorrow as of this recording. So, that's something to keep an eye out on, I guess. Uh, I don't know. The more hype it gets, the less I care. I think I think we're going to start seeing the you know pattern of Rick and Morty uh, episodes, and I think people are going to start weaning off of it if they haven't already. So, careful yeah, I with that.
0: haven't gotten into that one yet.
1: It's it's good. It's you know, there's definitely some very clever moments, and there's definitely some just like super vulgar moments just for the sake of being vulgar. Like you're not you're not being smart, but it's like that's kind of the duality of the show, like the super clever and super vulgar moments.
0: Gotcha. Um,
1: it's good, but I would definitely say, like, don't talk about it on the Internet or just don't don't get involved with anyone on the Internet about it because they just fucking go nuts. So fair I enough. I like it, though. Uh, what else? Luigi's Mansion three that came out.
0: Yeah, already.
1: I, I'm getting more and more tempted uh, because I beat uh, Breath of the Wild and I'm kind of like itching to get a new uh, Switch game because I beat all the ones I have now. Uh, I'm, I'm tempted because I never played any of Luigi's Mansion's. I only played them at, like, friends' house whenever I, like, hung out with them. Yeah. So I'm tempted to just try out three. But then I also want Link's we- uh, Reawakening. Or Link's Awakening. So yeah. So it's like, ooh, yep. I want both. But I don't want to have two games just sitting here, because I know how long it takes me to play them.
0: Yeah, I did get to see Yusung play some of Link's Awakening, and it does re- seem like a really cute game. Once again, not necessarily a game I'd be into, but it's fun to watch someone <laughs> I find entertaining play it.
1: That's because you don't play Zelda. Your that's fake true. Fan. well that's yeah Your no I don't
0: fando. know <laughs> I like Breath of the Wild I don't know
1: oh well no it's it, that's fine it's just like well everyone's got a preface it like if Breath of the Wild is the only one you've played it's very different than the rest That's true so, my
0: yeah. heart lies with Kingdom Hearts and everyone knows this oh, Jesus
1: <laughs> Um yeah so that, those might be games I'm getting for Christmas and just hold off cuz yeah those those both seem just really fun and just the Switch seems the best when it's just a very cutesy, like, handheld game. It, like, w- you can get Witcher on it. I haven't seen all the reviews for it. I, t- even if it runs well, I can't imagine the Switch is the best platform for Witcher. So, oh, yeah. for sure. But those Nintendo, you know, first-party games, with, you know, all the classics seem great. I pray to God and Bowser and whatever the Nintendo gods are, um, they, they do Metroid right. Like they had to, we talked about before where they like hyped it up saying like, hey, we're working on a new Metroid. And then like th- two or three years later, they're like, hey, they fucked it up. We're starting from scratch. So yeah. It's like, it seems like they care about it where it's like, this isn't good. We're going to start all over. But I just, I hope they do it right. Cause I just, I want a good Metroid game again.
0: It's a Sonic movie scenario.
1: Oh God. I mean, <laughs> hey, some, some images have been leaking out, not leaking, but like. Kind of sneaking out about the new Sonic design. Like a uh, big cardboard cutout at the a movie theater was like dropped off with the new design and people took pictures of it and it blew up online. That's so, like, a leak. Eh, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a real one. Um so yeah, new Sonic design. It doesn't look atrocious. It still looks weird, because Sonic's not meant to be in real life. Sure. And any attempts at it looks sinful. Um but it definitely looks better than the one they had. Yeah,
0: more so. true to character, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Just I don't care if he's cartoonish. Like, fuck it.
1: That's the thing. There was like a Woody Woodpecker movie, I think, two years ago or a year ago. Fucking no one saw it. No one even heard about it. I didn't.
0: I didn't until you just brought it up. <laughs>
1: exactly. Uh, but they did it. Like, they did him in that style. There's just like textures to his feathers. But like, yeah, he's still a cartoon bird in the real world. He's not a realistic bird. So, it's like just do it like that. That's how they look the best, Th- yeah, then we can judge the movie for the quality of the writing rather than just how shitty your cGI looks. So yeah, uh, what else? Oh, I guess the big story game wise is death strandings out. I guess oh yeah news.
0: fuck, I haven't even watched any gameplay of it yet
1: i don't I don't know if I want to. I don't know if that's one I want to try and keep uh unspoiled for me or if that's one I probably won't ever play, and we'll just watch a let's Play of it entirely yeah um reviews so far are kind of mixed they're you know they're not the stellar raving 10 out of 10 if you say anything bad about this game you'll get doxed uh reviews like we've heard in the past um and i think that's because kojima like admits he's like yeah this is going to be an experimental game we're testing out a lot of new mechanics and gameplay and models and just how we're doing stuff because it's the first game for his company yeah. So I think it's a lot of like, hey, you might not like this, and that's fine. We're testing stuff out. We're push, you know. We're seeing the limits of how far we can go with stuff. So it's getting some like seven out of tens, like eight out of tens. So um, a lot of people seem to like it, but it's yeah. There's definitely like eh, this doesn't really work too well. or like, ah, this is a little contrived and like unnecessary. So it it seems like for all the hype, it seems to be the biggest game that people are reluctant to buy right away and like pre order. I've seen a lot of people be like, ooh, I'm interested, but I don't know what it is. And so yeah, I don't exactly. know I want to spend money on it right away.
0: Yeah, so. I think even some of his ideas are a little too psychedelic and far out there. And how is that going to translate in the game? So we'll see.
1: Yeah, it's like that weird thing of like, you can build hype for something, but that's not building faith in your product. So like, people are hyped as shit about it for the game yeah. to come out to learn about what it is. But by not knowing what it is, that's not confidence in the product, so they're not going to buy it or pre-order it right away. So it's kind of like ah, it's kind of a you know double-edged sword when you do like you know the mysterious like what the fuck is this kind of marketing. Yeah, I I was trying to talk to an older coworker at work about it and being like, he's like, oh, I heard about it. What's what's that game about? I was like, fuck it, I don't know, man.
0: (laughs) I don't know. You (laughs) carry a baby around with you and like yeah.
1: Game of the Toro's in it for some fucking reason. He's like, what? I was like, so yeah. So is Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien. A bunch of celebrities. So, like, it's going to be interesting. And, it, I mean, it's coming to PC in, like, a year or two. So, Yeah, for 2020. Anybody, for anyone who doesn't have the PS4 like I do, like, hey, you can still get it if you just wait a bit. But, like, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it is. Because as far as I can tell, you're just, like, a delivery boy in, like, a post-apocalyptic world. And you can get, like, a little hover hover uh cart, like hover wagon to carry like packages and shit. And if it's empty, you can just hop on it and kinda like shield surf like in Breath of the Wild. You kinda just like surf down hills and shit.
0: Damn. Paperboy yeah. 2019.
1: <laughs> it's like Paperboy like 3019. <laughs> there we go. But yeah, it's I mean, it's weird and bizarre and fucking nuts. And I'm definitely interested, but like maybe i'll spend my money on something I'm more confident in like luigi ghostbusters or something. Yes. Yeah, so. Oh,
0: absolutely. I think that's a much better buy. Yeah. Uh the one thing i saw you post was that this black friday uh this outdated switch is going to be oh. available. What's going on there?
1: So, Nintendo's doing uh, another bundle. It's the pretty much the one i got with my switch where Mario Kart 8's bundled with it. Cause, nice. I, I guess either Mario Kart's just so cheap to make, or they just give so little shits about it. They, they just give it away at any chance they can with a bundle. Um, so Nintendo's doing another Black Friday bundle where you get Mario Kart Eight for free with a Switch when you buy it, and Switch is like on discount, and the game's for free basically. Uh, but Nintendo confirmed that the switches that are in those bundles are the older model switches that have you know some of the hardware faults in it, and like the Joy-Con drifts. It's those like older models. They're not new ones. So anyone who's buying like a Switch with that bundle, like on Black Friday or like you know, around Christmas, like be aware you're probably getting an older one, and you know be aware of the issues or the recalls with it. Yeah. Honestly, I'd be fine with buying an older one with the yeah. known issues in it if it was discounted more. The, exactly. I'm gonna say one, the
0: price isn't right.
1: <laughs> yeah. If it was brand new and it was a full price Switch, and I got Mario Kart Eight for uh, with it for free. I'll be fine with that. But if it's an older one and I know that there's a drift in it, or if uh, it has that um, thing where it's docked and it's overheating, like that was an issue when it first started. If it has like that issue in it too, I'm fine with that still because like I've had the uh, switch for a while now, uh, almost a year maybe. Right. I I haven't had any drift issues with it as far as I can tell. Same here. So if it's like an older one where it might have those issues, I'm fine with it. But if you're acknowledging it's faulty, give me a further discount on it. Give me 50% off, if not more. So I'd be fine with it, but like, you know, pay it back to the fans a little there, Nintendo.
0: Yeah. I could see them knocking 10, 20 bucks off. I don't know about 50%, but I know what you're saying. I Uh, agree. I was
1: saying like 50 bucks.
0: Oh, my fault. Yeah. I I just, I agree with what you're saying. And it's just weird that, They have to admit that it's like, yeah, it's the old model. It's like, oh, whatever. They still are good, but yeah, the fucking drift does suck for people that experience it. I don't know. You and I got lucky.
1: I mean, so far, you know, fingers crossed. But it's like the, you know, the first run of Xbox 360s. Like you could sell them, acknowledging that, like, yeah, it might red ring a death. Oh Christ! So be like, hey, you know, you're admitting that this isn't a finished product. This is like, it's got problems in it. You're acknowledging that. So why are you still charging me full price when I could just buy a newer model? For the same price that doesn't have those flaws right. so i'd be i'd be fine with buying it and taking that risk because since they do acknowledge it it's just uh sending it back and getting a new one or getting it fixed so like same with the red ring of death if you send it back to them you'll either just get to get a new model or they'll fix it yeah um, so it's it's an easy enough thing to fix but be like hey you are selling me faulty product
0: yeah wow what a trip down memory lane i remember people bitching in high school having to send their xboxes in
1: (laughs) yeah you take the take the drive off so you got all your you know games on it still and then send back and that's what i mean i don't know if they fix it or if they just sent you a new one and you just slapped your drive back into it yeah as good as new. um but i remember yeah people like wrapping towels around it and like covering the vents so it overheat you flip it upside down so then like some metal in the bottom of it would then like melt and because it was upside down it would rip onto wires and basically solder wires below it
0: oh my god that that's fixed the
1: red, like supposedly
0: yeah that's really dangerous sounding and also like ridiculous
1: yeah it's one of those things where it's like you can try it and if it works good for you if it doesn't you're fucked and you've ruined the warranty so like that's try, on you
0: try throwing the 360 in a bathtub and <laughs>
1: <laughs> I heard this crazy idea just hit it with a rock until it works again <laughs> So,
0: oh, man, that just makes uh, me think of people microwaving their phones.
1: Jesus, you got to dry them off. Got to get all that water out of it. Just boil it out. It's good as new.
0: God damn it.
1: Idiots. Or an iPhone like 9 or whatever is waterproof, and people are jumping into pools with it.
0: Oh, Lord.
1: Yeah, people are dumb. Yeah. Um, speaking of Nintendo, though, I think it's our last Nintendo story. Um, <laughs> uh, Sakurai, uh, big creator of Smash Brothers, uh, they did a Nintendo Direct doing more Smash Brothers stuff, talking about Terry Bogart from uh, Fatal Fury, and it was, like, a lot of coverage of him and his new character and stuff. Yeah. And uh, they're talking about, like, how it's, like, Ken and Ryu, where he, like, he plays, like, a fighting game character and stuff, and, like, real neat, and they shoot Kirby when he steals his powers. Kirby gets, like, a little trucker hat and, you know, blonde hair and little gloves. It's precious. Fuck yeah. Uh, But they know there's, like, a Fatal Fury stage where you see a bunch of the Fatal Fury, like, characters from that game in the background, like, cheering on, like, like it is in Fatal Fury and stuff. So you got a bunch of like old fan favorites from Fatal Fury in there. Except one of the bigger characters from Fatal Fury. My Shira Una? Sherry Uni? Um, you might not know the name. You've most likely seen her before, though. If you like look her up, you'll be like, I recognize her, but I couldn't tell you from what. Yeah. The reason is, she's not being included because, quote, Smash Brothers is for good boys and girls of all ages. Anyway. <laughs> Basically saying, her titties are just wild. They're just and, too and big. they cannot not being Smash Brothers.
0: Yeah, my sheer new-y- Oh, I can't say it either, yeah, but uh, it's, it's the a- problem you might recognize her is because no one's looking at her face.
1: Yeah, it's a thin, thin, not even a robe, like, just, like, sashes going over her chest and, like, no support, and it just got those wild game-fighting physics of just jiggle physics all over the place, so... Yeah, that's yeah. her
0: most, uh, I don't know, obvious feature. They very feature. much uh, gave her emphasis there.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I believe she is in the Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball games for that reason. Oh, um, well,
0: sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think she is. It might be a different character I'm thinking of. But, like, yeah, it's... I just love that Sakurai had to acknowledge it. And he's just like, we're not putting her in for reasons. <laughs> it's just like, we got you. We got you, Wink. Um,
0: yeah, I think... It- couldn't hurt to add more women though in the game
1: yeah i uh, that's yeah no argument there so i mean they got like Bayonetta, who's extremely sexualized but her skin is well no i was gonna say (sighs) her skin's always covered but when she does her smash moves and she does like the you know giant witch fist like made of her hair yeah her hair is her suit so when she does that her suit shrinks and like you know disappears a little bit so you're like Bayonetta's is showing some skin but it is for real quick flashes like, when she's doing her Smash moves. She, her flashes are very Flash-based.
0: <laughs> well, um, that's the thing. I feel like you could just put some clothes on May and bring her in the game.
1: It, it's it's tough, because, like, you could be like, oh, she's in, like, a cat suit, like, covering all of her skin, but she's still wearing her standard outfit everyone knows her by. Sure. And then people say, like, oh, that's not the real outfit. Like, that's not true to the character and all this bullshit.
0: Well, at least and you get to play as her. You like, get to
1: play as her. I think they... Because I, I mean, he, Terry's already a DLC character. He's not like a hidden one or an add-on or something. Yeah. Um. And they've already announced that all the DLC characters aren't going to be clone characters. So I feel like uh, May would have been, or my uh, would have been like a clone character of maybe like Sheik or someone else already in the game. Right. So you'd already be doing that, and then it's just like tough to do. And Fatal Fury is not already not the biggest franchise. So sure. like the fans that it does have are very passionate. But like, you know, how many how many people listening to this actually know who we're talking about? So or who Terry Bogart is, who's the face of the franchise. Yeah, so,
0: Pat, what do you think?
1: <laughs> what are your ideas on that, Pat? Greg? Um <laughs> so uh yeah, so it's tough to say, like, it, you know, if they didn't have Zelda in it, but they had Link and Ganondorf in it, like, yeah, that's a big fuck up. Like they, you know, they messed up there. But it's is one of these like Eh, it's not even a Nintendo property. We're kind of doing this as a favor. We're already getting one of your characters in. Like, we don't need Grenhilda in it because they have Banjo Kazooie already in it. Right. So it's like, eh, you got one character, be happy with that. But it's, I think it's because the stage that uh, is coming with Terry for Fatal Fury has all of the Fatal Fury characters in it besides her. So I think that's kind of more of the upset, rather than being having her as a playable character, is that she's not in it at all.
0: Right. That so, makes sense.
1: Yeah. And, uh, bummer. All the characters in the background are like cheering on you and like fist pumping and jumping up and down. So they're just like, "Eh, we don't want to risk that." But they probably could have, you know, if they really wanted to include her, they could have, you know, found some animation or you know worked with the background design and art or you know given her an alternative costume. So you know, not showing off all of them goods.
0: That's what I mean. Uh, What's the problem, Nintendo? If all your players are good boys and girls, then they shouldn't be looking at the boobies.
1: If they're good, they'll resist the sin. Yeah, that's why you can't play as Bayonetta, and also because she's broken as shit. Just uh,
0: trust in us, Nintendo.
1: No, no, they know. <laughs> they know they can't do that. Nintendo's seasoned uh, assist enough uh, copyrighted, power, uh, pirated games to know you, they can't trust us with that. So, God, how many Pokemon games and Metroid games have they seasoned assisted?
0: Woof, well, that's that'd be a really interesting statistic.
1: Yeah, it sucks, because all those Metroid games that were fan-made were, like, the best ones.
0: Oh, Nintendo for sure. i made a
1: good one. Um, anyway, uh, kind of Nintendo-related. Grease, the game we talked about where it's, like, very colorful and, like... Yes. Uh, very therapeutic and uh very beautiful game. Uh, short, and, like, I didn't get the message, because I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, but still very enjoyable and very good game. Uh, but speaking of therapeutic, it was had its art stolen, because it was too beautiful. And no, and it was really, stolen. it was stolen for like a self-care therapy app. So,
0: did they say which app? Because I want to burn them and like blacklist them.
1: <laughs> um, they did uh, the fabulous app. You know, at, you know on Twitter at, at Get the uh, ripped off the artwork like very clearly, and um, the company acknowledged it. And we're saying like, hey, Digital Devolver we didn't know we hired like a freelancer to do the artwork for us. Oh. Clearly they were inspired by your art, but we didn't know that. Uh, but also maybe we could have handled this in private and taken down the art and we didn't need to be publicly shamed and ruin our company. So the CEO, oh. CEO yeah. of the get fabulous company or the fabulous company is saying like, yeah, we're kind of fucked now. Cause we're getting this, you know, public backlash and stampede like against us. And like, we admit we fucked up, but we hired a freelancer. It's not like we did this on intentionally. Exactly. So, so see,
0: like, I, that's a position to be forgiving, but not if you're gonna just approach us, approach them like, yo, what the fuck? It's like, What's oh man, fuck? and like really rallying your Twitter fan base to be like, fuck these guys. Uh, I, I feel like Digital Devolver was Right in the sense of, like, they felt betrayed and, like, your emotions led you to jump to conclusions. But I also agree with Fabulous, surprisingly, because going into this, I was going to be like, fuck Fabulous. Yeah, exactly. But but here they are. It sounds like, yeah, they should have maybe talked to that offline and not had, like, a big, like, I don't know, uprising. Yeah, and who knows, in this world that we live in with cancel culture, yeah, it literally could destroy a business. So, you know, you don't want to fucking – do that so i don't know hopefully yeah. they can resolve it but it sounds pretty ugly already
1: yeah it's a shame because i mean like hey I'd, I'd be lying to say if i didn't complain on social media about something pet boys and didn't immediately hear a response because everyone can see you complaining about them and it hurts their brand more so you definitely get responses quicker like you know if brands trying to defend themselves and clean that up Right. Uh, So it's definitely an easy way to get through the complaint department with customer service. You know, just put your call on hold for 40 hours or 40 minutes and you you (laughs) never hear from anyone.
0: True. So I
1: can definitely see that as like a good way of just being like, hey, get fabulous. What's up? And (laughs) you're getting a quick response. The downside is because everyone's seeing that because like they respond quickly to it. It's kind of like, oh, it's out there already. Like, you know, even if the De- Volver Digital deleted that tweet and like pulled everything, people already saw it or screen captured it or whatever. Yeah, they so, stirred like, the it's pot out there. And yeah, you know, who knows? Maybe the fabulous company was admitting to it because it was public, and they got caught red-handed. Oh, and sure. Maybe, maybe if it was private, they would have fought it more and be like, no, fuck you. Uh, they they also might have been very cooperative and being like, yes, we acknowledge this is stolen art. We didn't do this. We hired a freelancer. Uh, we fucked up on you know on our part by not reviewing it more thoroughly, and we'll take it down.
0: But, and yeah. honestly, even reviewing it more thoroughly, like, can you expect everyone to know, like, of this indie <laughs> game, Grease? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's insane. So I think in a situation like this, yeah, the person that was the plagiarizer is who should really get in trouble. Yeah. But also oh, they blacklisted for this. Like, They, they deserve it. They problem. absolutely deserve it. So there, yeah, it's, the justice will be served, but also I hope it doesn't bring down a company that's, honestly, what they're trying to do is, it sounds like, yeah, calming relaxation app, like I don't know. The world needs more of
1: that. Yeah, so maybe not a quick snap decision on that, but it's like uh, damage is kind of done, so it's like uh, it's a rough go of it, but I mean, it's not like Enchanted Portals, where they just were blatantly ripping it off and being like, yeah, we're doing this, fuck you. It's kind of like, oh no, we messed up. Like, uh, we talked about um, Firewatch, that game where you're like a, you know, forest ranger up in a tower watching for forest fires and stuff. Yeah. That got its art stolen, like, 10, 12 times or something. Oh, it I'm really all did. different. Like, Toyota stole, for, like, <laughs> copied their art. And YouTube, like, a car that. ad. So, like, it happens a lot, which is a shit. Like, the shitty thing is, like, if you have a good graphic designer, a good artist, like, people want that art and they're gonna steal it. So it's like, ah, oh, that fucking sucks. It so, really does. It's real shitty, but, like, hopefully it doesn't destroy the company. If it's a real small company, I could see that happening, though. And, like, Yeah. And like they're saying like, oh, in this world where we have to get art quickly and like uh, cheaply and get it done, like, well, we have to outsource to freelancers and like, you know, we got a cheap freelancer who just stole the art. Like, that's why they're so cheap. It's like, you know, maybe a solution to this would have been hire a graphic designer in-house or pay one more thoroughly to create the art themselves instead of hire, you know, someone recently out of college who's just going to copy and paste and trace over something to save a few bucks so exactly it's it's a messy messy issue it's it's not very black and white but it's definitely like ooh, not, every, everyone's a little wrong here and everyone's a little right here yeah i mean uh greece and digital Evolver is mostly right and get fabulous is mostly wrong but like yeah there's shades there's shades i see there's, what you're
0: saying yeah there,
1: it's not black and white there's shades of greece
0: oh which, there which it is, is great oh, wow Spanish. fantastic um i'm
1: uh, clever <laughs> All right, that's going to do it. That I'm was an episode. patting ourselves on the back of that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, we got to always throw that in there at the end. Uh, let's do some plugs and wrap this episode up. Uh, you have another podcast we mentioned, but where can our listeners find it and you on the internet? You
1: can find me at Brandon on Twitter. Pretty self-explanatory with the initials there. It's this show. Uh, and then my other show is Are Weeb There Yet? Spelled W-E-E-B. And it's uh, about anime. And me and my anime friend trying to get my other non-anime friend into anime. It'd be like if me and Mark made a show with Basta, but he didn't kill us in a murder-suicide pack.
0: Yeah, Um, it's also they get in a car and drive to Japan.
1: (laughs) It's a long drive in a submarine. (laughs) And as of this episode dropping, the Pokemon episode I mentioned is dropping also today. So if you want to hear Pokemon with someone who was actually in Pokemon, you can listen to that episode. We watched... uh, what episodes to watch the squirtle squad episode which is a classic fuck yeah the island of the giant pokemon which is also a classic it's in the opening and uh the episode where brock gets his vulpix which i would say isn't a classic but is a very good episode
0: yeah i vaguely recall that that's awesome
1: yeah good episode
0: very exciting. Yeah. Listeners, check out that show and, uh, watch it on Pokemon TV. Uh, and if you like our show, give us a like, follow, subscribe. Uh, we're everywhere on social media at ABT Silence and we're Twitch streaming. I am specifically every Monday and Wednesday at 8pm Eastern Standard Time Uh, just still playing Prey I do want to see if I'm going to hold out and either get Code Vein or Pokemon Sword and Shield Uh, gotta research which one I would be more interested in Uh, but other than that I also have a record label it's missedoutrecords.com got some really exciting stuff coming out Uh, this band I just put out uh, they're called Christ Suplex and (laughs) it's absolutely insane Bren like I don't know it's really raw screamo uh mixed with like math rock it's everything i ever wanted and i'm like i was just compelled to uh debut it's actually the guitarist of rob rob ford explorer's side project and i was like oh i was on a call with him and he was like oh by the way i do the screamo thing i was like let's do this and he showed it to me and i was like this is it chief so that's the latest There <laughs> we go, buddy. <laughs> that's the latest uh release um but yeah so there's some cool shit going on there screamo emo math rock if that's your jam check it out but that's gonna do it for this episode maybe yeah by next episode i'll have a new cat so uh maybe you guys will be hearing sophie meowing in the background from now
1: on <laughs> more right, shenanigans but- going on
0: Yeah, hopefully they're not gonna fight. Uh, wish me (laughs) luck. Uh, see you guys next time. See you!